Hey, everybody. Welcome to Girls Gone Hallmark, a bonus episode of Long Story Short, the podcast. I'm Megan. I'm Wendy. And today we are discussing Autumn in the City, the final fall into love movie for Hallmark 2022 before we jump into Countdown to Christmas. This movie originally aired on Saturday, October 15th on the Hallmark Channel. Before we tell you everything we think about this movie, you can always find us outside the podcast. We are at Megan and Wendy on Instagram, on TikTok, on Twitter, wherever you like to hang out. You can also get an up-close-and-personal Hallmark experience by jumping into our Girls Gone Hallmark Facebook group. It's easy to find. Just search Girls Gone Hallmark or click the link in our show notes. I love it there. Me too. I love the the group of people we have there. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm in trying to watch like the uh, number of members we have there because I'm like, I, I just want to see people bounce out of there if oh. it's not their not a fit for them not their jam yeah yeah and i just noticed because like i feel like it's kind of a different crowd there yes. i feel like the people that are mostly interactive are kind of on the same page as us yes. in terms of what we like from our hallmark movies yes i hear what you're not saying do you yes okay we welcome everyone in that group we'd love for you to join it check it out see if it is for you how else can they get in touch with us they can always email us at megan and wendy at gmail.com before we talk specifically about autumn in the city we like to talk about what's going on in the world of hallmark and i think we're kind of in like a lull the calm before the countdown to christmas storm you think i mean i know it's like days away now yeah, I, I mean, tomorrow. It starts tomorrow. Yeah, I do. I just think we're not getting like the flood of new information. They're oh. like been gearing up for Countdown to Christmas. In terms of Hallmark news. Yeah. Got you. Yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah, I was, I was scrolling through and I saw this article and I've actually seen this mentioned several times and I hadn't really interacted with it. But I clicked on this article and it is about the gift of peace, a Hallmark movie coming in Countdown to Christmas starring Nikki DeLoach. But what I found interesting when I looked at this is they're saying it is Hallmark's first faith-based movie. I am very curious to see how this is going to differ from something like A Shoe Addict's Christmas, Mm -hmm. A Godwink Christmas, Mm -hmm. where there are references. I mean, they're very clearly Christian-based movies. Right. So how is this one going to be different? Yes. I don't know. I don't know either. We'll have to tune in and watch. I can't remember if that is on our list of movies to watch. You're going to have to take a look at our show notes, which you can find at MeganandWendy.com to find out all of the movies we are watching this season. We have a full list over there. There's just so many of them. I can't remember (laughs) what we chose. Off the top of my head, neither can I. Okay. Chesapeake Shores concluded. It did. I... I'm telling I'm still watching. Uh-huh. I'm on season two now. Oh, wow. You're powering through. I am. How many episodes are in season one? Ten. Okay. I think, okay. I think it's like ten episodes each. It, roughly ten. Mm. I just started season two. It's funny to watch back-to-back seasons because I'm sure when you watch it in real time, you don't notice the differences okay. between like cast members, right? Uh-huh. And it picks up at the same time frame, but... Clearly, the lead who plays her name's Megan. I don't know how to pronounce her last name. It's like O R Y. Ori. Yeah, she's a pretty like brunette with the long hair. In season two, she's clearly pregnant. Ah, uh, but so, hiding it. Yeah, and it's a lot of like big boxes in front of her, or big bags, or big trench coats. It's supposed to be the end of summer, uh, mind you. And I'm like, mm, 
what's going on here? So of course I Googled. I was like, is Megan, what is it? Ori. Ori pregnant in season two. And she was. So interesting. Not that it has any like bearing on like her character at all. But I just was like, oh, how funny. Like from day and night. I watched the first half of the first episode. I only stopped because I had to go do something. Um, And I was already in my mind watching with my Girls Gone Hallmark hat on. I don't don't know if a recap series is in our future, but. Why? You don't like it? No, I'm just saying no concrete plans have been made. No concrete plans. And I'm already on season two already. That's what I'm thinking. I don't know that you're going to be willing to go back and rewatch. Sure I would. If there is an audience for it, I would gladly okay i would gladly and i know listener michelle had sent me a message last night she's like i'm so sad at the time of this recording it is monday she sent me a message sunday night at the conclusion of the chesapeake shores Mm. finale she said i'm so sad it's over I might have to go back and rewatch. Ah. So we might get one listener there. <laughs> if you would listen to a Chesapeake Shores recap podcast, please let us know. I've been wondering if we ever need to break away, like into two podcasts. Oh, interesting. Like, is that going to be better for the Girls Gone Hallmark brand to live on its own? I don't know. And then would Chesapeake Shores live there or would it be like a limited run like the Gilmore guys? Mm. You know, mm-hmm. the I'm super <laughs> into it. Does it need its own podcast that is, of course, under long story short productions, but is its own feed? The I can see the merch already. I love it. We might have to put yeah 2023 if you have any thoughts on this either send us an email drop us a dm hop into our facebook group let's discuss i'm hyped girl okay can i hear a synopsis for this movie sure thing optimistic piper gives herself two months to find her passion in new york city as she bounces between temp jobs she and her jaded neighbor discover the beauty of the city together starring amy teagarden and evan roderick As we mentioned, this movie originally aired October 15th, 2022. It was filmed in Vancouver on a back lot made to look like New York City. However, our eagle-eyed Girls Gone Hallmark Facebook group members pointed out that New York City was added as a filming location to IMDb. Mm -hmm. There were a couple of scenes that I thought either that's the greatest green screen I've ever seen or they're in New York. Can you recall which ones? One where they're in Washington Square Park, which is with the giant arch. Yeah. Yeah. I thought they're sitting in front of a fountain, I believe, in that scene. Maybe Mm -hmm. not. But I do remember a Washington Square Park scene. And I thought, well, either we have leveled up with our green screens or they're there. I'm going to ask a really stupid question. Okay. Is Vancouver on the west coast of Canada or the east coast of Canada? The west coast. Vancouver is like directly north of Seattle. It's like very easy drive from Seattle. So you really think that they may have done some like pickup shots? I don't know. But it seems like if they were actually on location in New York City, they'd be shouting that from the rooftops. So if anybody knows. Or do they just use New York as a filming location because there's quite a bit of New York City B-roll? Maybe. There was a ton of B-roll there. Let's talk more news and notes. Okay. Amy Teagarden, obviously most known for Friday Night Lights. She was most recently seen in The Summer's Heart of the Matter, which we had some issues with. I will leave a link 
to that episode in our show notes. And she was in last Christmases. Christmases? Is that right? Last Christmases? <laughs> What's the word? Sure, that's the possessive. My Christmas Family Tree, which I still say is a great holiday movie. Definitely one of my top five of 2021. She also will star in Christmas Class Reunion this year. Countdown to Christmas airs on December 10th. This is the one about the class that calls themselves the cursed class. Mm -hmm. We don't really know what that means. No, I think I want to watch that one too. I don't know if it's on our official list, but I think it is. Is it? Okay. I have found that, well, watching this movie, they were obviously promoting Countdown to Christmas. Mm. I know you don't watch the commercials. I did, as a matter of fact. Well, they really leaned hard in that noel one uh-huh i know we're definitely not watching that one yeah the the previews for that did nothing for me zero however i did see quite a few previews for we wish you a married christmas that looks good to me which we are reviewing next week that will be our kickoff episode i would like to say i actually was going to close with this but i oh. while we're talking about it if you have seen the show Schmigadoon on apple tv plus we wish you a married christmas is giving me Schmigadoon vibes let us know if you agree. We'll let Megan know because I've never watched Schmigadoon. Schmigadoon <laughs> is a story about a couple in crisis, a- uh-huh. having trouble in their relationship, and they stumble upon a town where everyone behaves as if they're in a musical. Oh. You- and they're forced to stay there. Oh. This is not a musical, though, is it? Are you just thinking it's slightly... I mean, all these people are a Christmas carol? I didn't. I didn't really pick up on... It, it appeared to me that they were living in, like, some sort of Christmas Carol situation. Oh, I'm super into it. I, I, I'm excited to watch it. We'll find out next week. Everin Roderick also has his own holiday movie, A Tale of Two Christmases. Is that a dog movie? No. Okay. It is the star of the movie has an opportunity to live out two Christmases where she discovers is her, like old hometown boyfriend or her new big city boyfriend is this a hallmark movie yes it's not one that we're gonna watch though right i don't even remember looking at this we discussed it in our countdown to christmas preview episode i do not believe it is on our list he's the lead or no i believe he plays one of the two love interests oh well i'm telling you he's a baby tyler hines to me like (laughs) i i think he's real cute his character austin was a little bit problematic for me we'll talk about that in a second Uh but i did a little bit of a deep dive on this kid because he looks like a kid i don't know how old he is i should probably look i'm sure he's over 18 anyway he is a former hockey player oh I, he played competitively. I don't know if that was college or whatever. He also played the lead in the Netflix show Spinning Out, which is like an ice skating show. Uh-huh. I never watched it. And funny enough, he played someone named Chaz Bryant in the reboot hybrid of BH90210. I, I might have to go back and watch that show. I only watched it in its first run. We see a lot of former BH90210 stars grace our Hallmark scenes. It's so weird, isn't it? Pop quiz. Who's older, Amy Teagarden or Evan Roderick? I'm sorry, Amy Teagarden's older. She is. Yeah. Amy Teagarden is a youthful 33 years old. Evan Roderick is a baby coming in at age 27. Mm. She's an older woman in this. And, you know, she plays a woman who's turning 30. She's age appropriate for this movie. Mm -hmm. I don't have any quibbles with that. Anything else you want to talk about before we talk about our first impressions? A couple 
minor ones. Misty, she plays the Broadway actress um, Piper works for. Yeah. In this movie. She's played by Brittany Willisey. And I only know her from Chesapeake Shores. Oh. <laughs> she plays Lee. And she's the ex-girlfriend of Trace. So she's a like a musician. Uh-huh. She's got huge hair in that show. Huge. And if you guys have watched season one of Chesapeake Shores, please weigh in. I don't understand what's going on. Her hair is so big. In Chesapeake Shores. Yes. Trace is the Jesse Metcalf character. Yes, that's correct. Also, finally, Laura Soltis plays Patricia. She's Austin's mom. And in a Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon moment, a fellow Girls Gone Hallmark group mm. person. Member. Friend of ours. Uh, she is actually friends in real life with this actress. And she says that she does two to three Hallmark movies a year. Now, I thought she looked very familiar to uh-huh. me. Like, she's got those dimples that are very distinctive very distinctive and i was like i know i've seen her like in other things so i was looking through her imdb she's been in a bunch of hallmark movies Uh including the christmas waltz which is one of my top five movies but she was also recently in netflix's again netflix's is that right (laughs) devil in ohio which is like about like a, a cult Sort of. So um, I knew like I had seen her like recently. Love that for her. Yeah, I'm I'm excited. I feel like 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 we know somebody in the Hallmark acting world. Six degrees of Hallmark. Totally. What was your first impression of Autumn in the City? Uh oh. Uh oh. I needed Megan to fill in some gaps of this movie because I dozed off several times. Yeah, we had to rewatch the end. <laughs> recording (laughs) my first impression is those juices look terrible oh my gosh oh my gosh we're gonna talk about that scene in a second let me put this on my note here okay those juices did look terrible there was like a straight up blue one and i was like who's drinking blue juice they were just like they didn't look appetizing like there was no put some fake ice in there people there was like a big gap between like the um, like melty and gross and separated and who wants a juice that's not ice cold somebody in the props department make better juices (sighs) well while wendy's making a note we're gonna move on to what we liked about this movie number one for me is i really liked evan roderick i thought he was super cute i think i might have already said that and i look forward to his Christmas movie. However, however, mm-hmm. his character at times played a real jerk. Mm-hmm. And I thought he leaned really hard into the stereotypes of being a millennial. Uh, like, for example, when he gets the job at the New York Chronicle, mm-hmm. his boss, who I thought was great in this movie, like really like nailed it. But he was like, here's an assignment. And he's like, great. Uh, I'll have it to you by the end of the week. Or another time the boss was like, uh, here's an assignment, blah, blah, blah. And he goes, yeah, that's not really my vibe. And I'm like, excuse me. You are working for a made-up newspaper, sir. (laughs) You can't. Get your ass to work. And there was even like one, he comes in late. And he's like, yeah, mornings really aren't my thing. I was like, What? Yeah. You have a job. Like, I know he didn't want that job. Was he purposely trying to get fired from that job? Uh, like, what was happening there? Did he take the job? Well, well he, honestly, like, he was given the job. He didn't even have to interview for the job because of his mom. He got tricked into it. Tricked into it. 
like really well he should be an adult and say like no this is not for me i know i agree that 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 borders on hijinksy when Mm -hmm. he shows up and he's like okay here's your desk and he's like wait i thought this was an interview that is his moment to say look can we talk about this? Mm-hmm. At one point, his boss asks for edits, and he's like, yeah, I'm not going to have that to you today. Yeah. And I thought, it's a newspaper. <laughs> it's not like you can just turn it in whenever you want. They got a big open space that they need to fill with your article. Yeah, it was it... <laughs> hijinksy, yes. And I just think, like, do people really act like that? I hope not. I, he's 27 in real life, right? <clears throat> mm-hmm. I don't know. Be professional, dude. Right. You never know who you're going to need to know. True. I think we got our first booty call reference on Hallmark. Oh, for sure. Austin shows up at Piper's door. He thinks the former tenant is still there. Mm-hmm. And she goes, nine o'clock, bottle of wine. I know what this is. Yeah. <laughs> and while they don't directly call it out, I appreciated that. I chuckled. I have more to talk about in that scene later on in the, Uh-oh. did you see that moment? Okay. Mm-hmm. I liked the cast of characters in this movie mm-hmm. as a whole. Mm-hmm. I really liked the friendly couple who works at the cafe. Mm-hmm. I liked Austin's mom. I thought, I even told you today, I go, she's so chill in this scene. Like, I wish I could be chill in the, like, in real life like that. Like, <laughs> I, I, I liked, I liked. What was that? A bird or something. A dragonfly just flew into the window. Yeah, weird. I wrote Keystone Cafe Besties. I liked them a lot. Were you taking fashion notes on Amy Teagarden's wardrobe after our recent style episode? She wore these, like, clunky black shoes a lot. Oh. They were, like, black flats. They were kind of boring. Her Her style choices were super boring, I thought. (laughs) Why are you laughing? Because I, you know, I would like everyone to tune into next week's episode on Tuesday up top. We're doing a little bit of follow up on our recent style episode. And I was watching her with a renewed eye. Like she at one point wore a a skirt, which is similar to something I own with like a utility jacket. And I was like, oh, I would never put those two pieces Mm. together. But I was like, I'm totally going to make that outfit work. I just she was always in like this striped black and white shirt with a black pant or a black skirt and maybe sometimes a red jacket and maybe sometimes not that's what I felt I like I only saw her very fall cute and you thought she looked boring so. do you think okay it's cold in New York right now uh-huh. wouldn't she have a heavier jacket on well you know you and I were in New York in very very early fall and it was hot and humid that's true but yeah, yeah mid fall yeah, right. is, is chilly. I don't but know. But she's from Nebraska. It's cold yeah, she's in like, Nebraska. This is nothing. <laughs> yeah, maybe you're right. Yeah. You're maybe you're right. Uh, anything else for you for what you liked? Nothing that we haven't discussed. I, I have just one minor note. I'm happy that we got like a fall. Oh yes, I movie. have that. Fall vibes. Sure, we got fake leaves, but really what else are we gonna do? There were a lot of fake leaves. But you can't there's no way to do a real leaf. The one he, she puts on his door. I know, and the and pile. Then, oh god. I know. And there's scenes where they're walking down the street and the trees behind them are changing. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't think the trees on the streets of New York are deciduous changing trees, but it's all right. I appreciate <laughs> the pop of orange in the background. Okay. Like, throw some fake leaves on that prop tree on the corner. (laughs) What'd you wish for? Uh, I thought Amy Teagarden's character was almost annoyingly chipper. Oh. And a little naive. Mm. And I was like, please chill out some. Mm. Too much for me. 
I wish they had given Piper a more realistic timeline. Two months to find your passion is simply not enough. What has she been doing in the last 30 years? It's not even enough to necessarily find a job, let alone many jobs. Totally. Uh, I think they could have easily made a longer timeline work. She gives it six months. She gives it a year. Show a montage. Show her checking in, and she's still in this terrible job four months later and still sketching. Show her sketching in different locations mm. in different seasons. Yes, and now girl. it's a year later, and it's still fall. We can still have autumn in New York, and she's checking back in with herself. I like it. And make it work like she has to find a job that she doesn't love to pay the bills while she's trying these other things. That's what they should have given her a job at the cafe, mm-hmm. you know, just in the night mm-hmm. evening, so she could like, because really, like, how is she paying the rent if she's working these temp, temp jobs? jobs? Yeah, uh-huh. yes, it's not consistent. Find a job that pays the bills, and then during the day, exactly. I love that idea of working in the restaurant. Mm-hmm. Um, I just didn't think. In two months, two months is nothing. You can't find your passion. She had been working in her dad's business, doing what her parents expected of her, and realizing this is not what I want for my life. It's going to take a minute. Yeah. Uh, I really wanted this to feel like we were in New York City. I was disappointed with how it looked aesthetically. Were you watching too closely? I was watching too closely. I love New York City. Me too. I love New York City. And I just was like, that is not New York City. Except for the few moments that it was. I guess. Right. But Keystone Cafe, very clearly on a back lot when Mm -hmm. they're walking down the street and they've got all these extras crossing multiple directions the street. You can't. There's, there's no neighborhood in New York where there's not multiple cars driving by at all times. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't just cross diagonally across right. a small street corner. Right. And someone in our group said, too, that they thought there was like a a deck scene or they went to like the roof or whatever. And it was mm. the same exterior shot that they used in that movie where the guy sang. Oh, my God. Mimi, New York. I don't know what it was called. Mm-hmm. I do know what you're talking about. Do you know what I'm talking the about? The two Broadway stars. Yes. I can't remember the name of it. I'm sorry. No. I wish Austin's mom didn't suck so much. <gasps> See, I liked her. I like the actress. I thought they made her character almost unbelievably terrible to him. Really? There's a scene in you may have been sleeping at this point (laughs) but there's a scene at the party and it's the party where austin is about to tell piper that she's not been accepted as the illustrator by Mm -hmm. his publisher and just prior to that you know she he says to her i'm sorry it didn't work at the newspaper but i have to pursue my passion and she says i'm sorry i just can't support that oh and I, th- I felt like that line was out of character because this is clearly a woman who, in a later scene, she tells Piper, you need to knock doors down. Right, right. It wasn't as if he was saying, Mom, I don't want to do anything. I just want to live off of your success. <laughs> right. He was trying to be a writer. He had written this children's book. When they told him to do more, he did more. Mm-hmm. He created this proposal. He went back and he fought for it. He gets a publishing contract Mm -hmm. and she says to him i'm sorry that doesn't work for me i thought it felt out of character with this clearly very successful woman yeah and i was like oh i kind of hate you and i did appreciate that there was redemption we get the one year later she comes around to be on his side and i can appreciate as a mom you're trying to make it work so i'm gonna get you this job because i think this is what you need but once you realize he's doing it Mm mm-hmm let him go. Let him break down his own doors. Yeah. So, I mean, 
being a mom is hard. You don't always give the best advice, right? <laughs> so. Okay, I'll give her a little grace. Okay, all right. Let's talk about, did you see that? Okay, that juice scene. Uh-huh. She's carrying those, like, two-tier trays of juices. First of all, shout out to the actor who played the fashion show, like, coordinator or whatever. I really enjoyed her, like, small scene mm-hmm. of, like, giving Piper looks when Piper was too enthusiastic. Uh-huh. Um But the juices, we have seen a movie in the last two years that we've been doing this, that similar situation happened. Like somebody had something and like basically throws the (laughs) juice drinks on the product. Uh And then there's this whole like, we have to make all these dresses again or whatever. But the scene was so poorly executed in this movie because literally like she dumps them. Like she doesn't run into it. She turns around and then like throws it on it you know she's coming in with these teetering trays of juice you know what is going to happen Mm -hmm. there was so many come on you're at a fashion show you're not going to be more careful right also and what's the dresses what are the dresses doing right there great question here's my follow-up why not postmates (laughs) right (laughs) you're now paying a human person to spend an hour of their time going to this far away location to get these juices uh, when you could just pay the delivery fee right here's my here here's another follow-up i was wondering like who paid for that did she have to pay out of pocket for that and then gets reimbursed great or did question. like somebody give her money to pay for those or how's that work great question <laughs> because they had not been pre-ordered because they gave her the order right Excellent question right you know i as a follow-up on my wish the book dedication in the one year in the future flash forward scene is to my mom who taught me to forge my own path. And I just wonder, did she? Right. When she was so trying to force you into her path? This is a question. Mm -hmm. In a job interview, would you be as honest as Piper was in her interview with the temp agency? Uh, Not in my... Not in my youth, I wouldn't have. Maybe now. Because maybe now it could seem more relatable if the interviewer was someone of a certain age. Right. But if I was, like, 22, 25, trying to get, like, no, no. I wouldn't be like, I'm just trying to find my dream job. That makes you sound a little flighty. Well, that's what I wonder. Is that an asset where she's saying, I was living the life my parents wanted for me. I'm trying to find myself. I don't know what that is. I think the fact that she's interviewing at a temp agency, not for a specific position, makes that make sense. Mm -hmm. I just, I wonder if that's... Good advice to follow. I don't know. I think like someone my age, if I was like, I've been a mom for the last 18 years and now I'm trying to like transition back into the Sure. There I'd be a little more transparent about what my goals were. Yes, I like it. Anyway, don't you think she should have taken the job at the museum? Seemed like a real good fit for her. The art gallery? No, at the museum where she talks to the boy who was like disinterested in like visiting the exhibits and she's like hey did we watch a different movie maybe she's like hey literally no memory what do you like and he's like i want i wish we went to hawaii i like sharks and she's like hey we have an exhibit on the third floor about sharks and he's like all hyped for it and then he they were going to give her a manager position and she turns it down i literally have no idea what you're talking did i dream this while i was sleeping guys please email the show or jump in our facebook group because i swear that would have been a great fit for her can I say get out of here with that New York apartment? 
Nice, huge, and spacious. Get out of here. Like, for any bright eyed kid who wants to find their passion in New York City, you are not living in an apartment like that. It's not happening. Not that I've ever lived there, but no. No, agree. And, and then when she like gets there, she like looks out the window and like she sees like the cityscape. I was like, it looks so fake. It literally looked like they put a poster on the window of like a New York cityscape, you know? I yeah, like, yeah, Get yeah, out of yeah, here. Yeah. Here's what I want to talk about with the booty call scene. Mm. Okay. It was obvious to me that there were scenes that were out of order there. And I don't know if you caught it. Oh, that scene was edited out of order in your opinion. Yes, because let me explain. He comes to her apartment, knocks on the door, hopes to see like the other person that lives there. They have the whole conversation about him stealing the taxi cab, right? Yes. And they have this whole exchange. He gives her or she takes the bottle of wine or whatever. Mm -hmm. They close the door. Goodbye. The next immediate scene is She's at some, like, outdoor nighttime farmer's market, mm-hmm. and she sees him, and they have some conversation. I don't remember exactly what it is. She picks up an apple and a bottle of water at okay. this farmer's market. That scene's over. The next immediate scene is he's now coming – he's in the hallway again and comes back to her apartment, knocks on the door, and he goes, oh, blah, 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 whatever. I don't remember what they talk about, but she goes, thanks for the wine, and then closes the door on him. Oh. Like, they put the farmer's market scene in between the two scenes. And I wish I could remember the context. Maybe they had to do that because something wasn't lining up in the story. I can't remember the exact details Mm -hmm, of what was uh said. uh But it totally threw me off. Mm -hmm. Because their clothes were even different. So it's the next day. It's something like the next day or next night. Yeah. But thanks for the wine doesn't make sense because he gave her the wine in theory the day before the way it's edited. Yes. And they're back in the scene in the hallway and they're wearing the same clothes that they are wearing. I see what you're saying. All right. Are you ready to rate this movie? I am. Three stars from me. I'm sorry. I really wanted to like it more. Two and a half. Okay. Okay. Setting the bar real low as we go into countdown to Christmas, I will say, as I mentioned, next week is we wish you a married Christmas. I gotta say, Christopher Palaha is giving me those wowie zowie vibes mm. in this preview. I am ready for it. Come back. We're hyped. You've got a lot of homework after this episode. Let us know what you think about. <laughs> Let us know if you are going to be watching. We wish you a married Christmas. Hop into our Girls Gone Hallmark Facebook group, and you know you can always leave us a review if you haven't done that. Have a great week. Make that hot chocolate for tomorrow night. Goodbye. Bye.